Welcome to A Month with Matthew in Croatia. I'm writer Matthew Felix, and I needed to get away for a while to figure out what was next for me. And this is what happened when I did. These are travel anecdotes, stories, and ruminations from my month in a small island village in Croatia. From the characters I met to the experiences I had, some funny, some frustrating, to the thoughts, memories, and emotions that came up for me during my solo retreat in the seaside village in Croatia. Dobrodan from my island here in Croatia, where I am spending a month. Hope your day is going well. Mine is off to a great start. I had a great morning at the cafe, interacted with some of my usual village characters, and got a lot of work done. Had a funny interaction with uh, my 77-year-old friend Lydia, who told me, amongst other things, after we talked about a few other things, told me about how um, she was leaving on the 13th. And I said, oh, that's in two days. I said, oh, you're leaving, you're leaving before I am, which I hadn't understood previously. And then she said, no, 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 not two days. I'm leaving on the 13th. And I said, yeah. So, and then I pointed to my, pointed to the, the, the timestamp on my computer. And I said, yeah, today's the 11th, 13th is two days. She said, no, 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 not, not two days. I'm leaving on the 13th. And so we went round and round a few times like that. And I couldn't understand what, how, how we were missing each other because it seemed like a really straightforward conversation. And then finally, she says, three, oh. And then I realized the whole time she'd been saying 30th. So, but it sounded exactly like 13 because, or 13th, because ordinarily I would have made that association. I would have sort of questioned that. So that was, that was pretty funny. We finally eventually figured it out. I also got my second croissant, my second free croissant today at the cafe, which was just really sweet again. Uh, Alfred the butler. I mean, that's how he, you might remember. That's how he did, how he told me his name so that I would remember it. Al- Alfred the butler from Batman. Anyway, he, uh, he gave me a free croissant today, which was really nice. And you know, it just, it just makes you feel good. It's just such a nice, generous, unexpected gesture. So that felt good. But then even better, he had already told me that I could stop by sometime and have a free meal on the house. I didn't do it this weekend because Friday and Saturday, having worked in restaurants myself in the distant past, you know, I didn't want to take up tables. I didn't want to, I didn't want to get in the way on what presumably were their busiest nights. Now, as it turns out, when I walked by on, uh, not last night, I guess, but the night before, on Friday night, they actually weren't that busy, but it's hard to predict. So anyway, he, he made the offer again. So tomorrow night, I am going to have free vegetarian risotto on the house at the cafe, and I'm touched and grateful and hungry already. The other thing that I did today was I spent all morning working on my my new book. And that's good and that's bad. Now that I've dug it back up and I've thrown myself back into it, I just, I don't want to stop. I'm just once again reminded of how much I love writing, how much I love the process, how much I love formulating the ideas, expressing the ideas, playing with language, seeing something, you know, start small and then get bigger and bigger and take shape and really become these these abstract ideas becoming a narrative and a whole sort of a holistic project. So that's good because I'm making a lot of progress. And as I said yesterday, you know, I've discovered that I have a lot more done on the book than I realized, which was just really exciting. 
And I don't know how I made that mistake. Like I said, I've been going around saying that I had like 15,000 words written of this book, and actually it's closer to 40,000. Now, I did find some sections that were duplicated. So in the end, it's probably not 40,000 or 41,700, something like that, I think is what I said yesterday. But regardless, it's way much, it's much more, way more than I thought I had done. And so that's just really gotten me that much more excited in picking the project back up. Never mind, again, just the joy that, the joy of writing. Problem is, it's sort of a guilty pleasure because I need to finish my research on the podcasts. I need to finish developing my workshops. I need to spend more time promoting the workshops. There's a whole bunch of other practical business side of the house sort of endeavors and projects that I I really need to focus on and figure out, hopefully, in the nine remaining days that I have here. Again, though, it's all about balance. So, no regrets. I'm just kind of trying to trust the flow, go with the flow, find some balance. So, you know, I wrote this I wrote this morning and now this afternoon and this evening I'm going to go back to focusing on some of that other stuff that I just mentioned and hopefully there's room for both. Since I don't speak Croatian, and since, even though, yes, I've had a lot of great conversations, you know, most of them have still nonetheless been relatively high level. So I don't know, I've never had a conversation here related to what it's like to be gay in Croatia. I just know that, or at least I think I know that Croatia, compared to a lot of other European countries, is still fairly conservative, I'm assuming. But again, I'm just, I'm pretty ignorant overall. I think that the last time I was here, I think they legalized gay marriage. But then I remember there being some backlash to that. So it's just, it's just curious. And then I also know that it's also just that much more confusing or sort of tricky waters to navigate because people usually don't recognize that I'm gay. And sometimes they do. Like sometimes people in San Francisco, um, Sometimes I'll get comments like, oh, that just infer that I'm just so gay, right? That it's just so obvious. And so I always just play along if that's, if they just get it and that's their impression, then cool. But then I also get the opposite a lot where people don't know that I'm gay. And so then that can kind of be awkward because sometimes, so I was recently on a radio show, I don't know, recently, a year, a year and a half ago, and we're having this conversation And there's another guy who's a guest that I did not know was going to be a guest. And so we're talking. And they the the host starts talking about this interaction that he had with this gay guy. He thought that this gay guy was just uncontrollably attracted to him. And so that was sort of the, the whole point of the conversation was that this host felt threatened by this gay guy. So I'm sitting there thinking, um, okay, well, why would why would you feel threatened? you're not gay, gay guy is not going to put the moves on you. You just tell him you're not gay, no big deal. So the conversation was starting to go in a really awkward direction. And I'm sitting there thinking, pretty sure he wouldn't be talking like this if he knew I was gay. So then the guest tells his own sort of somewhat homophobic, not quite homophobic, but kind of betraying, underlying, probably underlying homophobic, uh, tendencies or beliefs. So then I'm like, ooh, this is getting more uncomfortable. Well, then they ask me, they turn to me and they ask me about my girlfriend. And it was all somehow related to the conversation. It was a natural flow of whatever exactly was being talked about at that point. 
So then I had to come out, right? And I said, well, actually, you know, I don't have a girlfriend. Uh, you know, I'm gay. They didn't believe me. They, li- they said, live on air, they said, you're really gay? <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. I have to insist on being gay. So I said, yeah, I'm really, really gay. And it was an extremely awkward moment. So I hate that shit. I hate that shit. Um, you know, and I hate it because it's just, because it is awkward. But then I hate it also because I know that they feel like asses because they were nice guys, even if maybe they needed to be, get a little more exposure to certain ideas and groups of people and things. But, um, but anyway, you know, I felt bad for them because I knew they didn't mean anything by it. But the, nonetheless, really awkward situation. And I hate those kind of situations when you unexpectedly have to come out because you realize, oh, they don't realize I'm gay. And then, then they feel bad. And again, awkward. So coming back to Croatia, you know, you wonder in places that are probably more conservative and places you, you don't speak the language. So you can't really get a sense for what's going on. And again, here in this village, you know, it's a bunch of families. This is, this is just kind of a traditional family oriented setting. There's not a lot of gay guys running around or gay women running around. Actually, I did see my first identifiable lesbians today who I think were just passing through. There was one gay couple here when I first got here who they were here for a few days. They came and went. I think I might have seen another couple, but point being, this is not Sitges. This is not Fire Island. This is not San Francisco. This is not a gay destination. And that, of course, is not why I came here. I didn't come here to hook up or find the love of my life. I came here to work, and I just wanted someplace quiet. Gay destinations are not typically quiet. So, not what I was looking for. But because of all that, I don't exactly know what the setting is like here. I don't know if some of these nice people, if their opinions would change of me if they realized I was gay. But conversely, I don't know if with amongst the younger people, it could be totally different the servers, the younger people, maybe it's been normalized in their generation. Maybe there's nothing. Maybe everybody here realizes, oh, there's that gay author. But that's the thing. It's just weird not to know. It's this kind of weird sort of limbo. And it doesn't, it's not that it matters because I'm being so warmly received and I just feel so comfortable here. So that's not the issue. It's just that sometimes when I see other, you know, gay couples who are passing through then I just start to wonder about these bigger picture sort of gay questions and and what it's like here for the LGBT plus, LGBTQ plus. I never know the entire full acronym. I know it goes a lot longer than that. But what it's like, what, what that experience is like um, for that group, for our group here in Croatia. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and check out MatthewFelix.com for information about my books, other podcasts, and much more.